Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, an exciting episode uh, with a record label called Z-Tapes. Now, you might be thinking, wait a second, they're not called Z-Tapes, they're called Z-Tapes. Well, we get into that towards the end of the episode, um, but the proper pronunciation, and, and we're breaking this news here on this show, is Z-Tapes. And you can check them out while we chat at ztapes.bandcamp.com. And uh, man, this was a fun interview. And this was someone that I had reached out to years ago when we were first starting the podcast. And we finally got a chance to sit down with him, um, of course, over Skype uh, and uh, and go through this interview. And, and I really hope you enjoy it. We have some resources for our listeners if you're new to the show. Um, we have some resources for people who are thinking about starting a record label or who, or who are running a record label. You can go to otherrecordlabels.com and download. Um, we have a free guide which condenses a lot of the wisdom and, and information that our guests have shared over the years on this show. And you can get that at otherrecordlabels.com. And there's also a new checklist for, for people who are thinking about starting a record label and haven't yet. Um, I kind of outlined 31 different things to look at and to consider before uh, starting a record label. Those are all available in our resource section at otherrecordlabels.com. I hope you enjoy this interview. So you're in Slovakia. I did a little bit of, uh, th- first of all, thank you for doing this. It's great to, to talk with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's nice to talk to you too. I uh, I did some like research on Slovakia on on Wikipedia just for like a couple <laughs> seconds last night, and mm-hmm. um, it looks really nice. And it it I was like, oh, I I could see myself living there. It's apparently it's <laughs> like a really beautiful and safe country to live in. Oh, it it is it is nice. Like oh, but actually though. The life is a little bit more harder here, okay. Because uh, we are kind of struggling with a lot of stuff that is like from the kind of past era. Oh, I see. So, so uh, but uh, I like it here. It's a little bit there, like less opportunities, and especially in, like for example, for me, as in in music, yeah, stuff, right. And so that's that's why I started label or something or my blog or just to be connected with music somehow. But yeah, if like for traveling or for like touristic attractions or just like to be here, it's nice. Like yeah. many, many, many foreigners really like it, even though it's, it's pretty complicated to get a visa here oh, okay. or, or no, not visa, but you know, the permanent stay or, or working visa or, you know, that. The kind of stuff. And what is your native language? It's Slovak. Okay. It's a it's a Slavic language. Okay. Uh, considered as one of the most difficult ones in whole world. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Do you speak? So your your English is great. Do you speak um, Polish as well? Oh, uh, I can understand a little bit of Polish. I I can understand completely Czech because it's really similar. Okay. Language. But I also understand a little bit of Ukrainian and Russian, but not as, as much. Wow. But, like, I, basically, I can talk in Czech or, you know, understand because we were together for many years. So it was kind of, we used to have different two languages, but they were like overlapping in right. many words and kind of it's easy to understand each other. So how, but, how did you learn English? 
Oh, actually, I just I was oh, having some classes. Then I went for two year program, it's IB diploma. Okay. It's like it's taught in English, and okay. basically that that helped me a lot. And then then I stayed for half a year in London, and then I traveled states for two months. So I kind of had like firsthand experience with the language. So that's great. That helped me a lot. And then I started watching a lot of series and <laughs> more, and you know, like all the stuff like books and yeah. I heard that's and, the best way to learn a new language. My daughter's trying to learn French, and she's they they tell her just to watch like cartoons in French. Oh yeah, oh yeah, or just TV series, yeah. or even just like put subtitles on English movies or whatever, just oh, like smart. any any uh, anything that 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 is connected to that language. That's awesome. Even though it's more, even it's passive or it's not really kind of you get everything. But still, it helps. Um, so then, what's it like running a label in Slovakia? Um, sitting behind computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Right. Oh yeah, it's like I I, I, <laughs> uh, I try to do some stuff here, but basically, even I have like really few customers. And I tried to do festival here with like a few bands, like six acts. Yeah, it's it's okay, but still like no huge deal. Or yeah, I know about it. Or uh, it, <laughs> for me, it's like kind of struggling because like I I was looking even for some help or to some, find someone who will be you know like at least helping me with PR or. Yeah. Or whatever, uh, like even packing cassettes and accessories. But kind of, I didn't find anyone like suitable or anyone who was willing to put the effort. Wow! And even I was like, you know, I was willing to pay them. It was not for free. You yeah, know, it was not, right. It was not like just like you know, like internship or whatever. Yeah. But uh, apparently, like it's. It's not as extra attractive and anymore, <laughs> or or even the genre. I, I I'm I'm like kind of working. I see. It's not like something that is popular here, right? Or in general, like music is just like you know the mainstream indie stuff that that's on like you know summer festivals. Yeah. Is uh, is pop music popular in Slovakia? Like uh, the same American artists, are they popular there? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's like yeah. most of the artists. Even like Billy Eilish is so huge. Oh, I, I think, see. Here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, yeah basically okay. everything. So we have all seen like kind of some Slovak artists. We are are doing pretty well, but. Like in in the country kind of scene, but not really, so not really something that is like more global right, right. going on. I I from my perspective, Z tapes is is very big. It's very popular. When I <laughs> when I first was kind of when I first started following you guys, and I everyone was talking about you. It seemed like you're always selling out of stuff. I want to know how the label got started, but I also really want to know like how it got to be so well-known and so well-loved, at least from my perspective. Um, it's hard to tell because, like, I don't know really like, how it <laughs> happened. 
it, it was like uh, I had just the idea like when I was doing my my blog on the Star Trek mm-hmm. it was like already nine years ago I, I I was just discovering bands on Bandcamp and you know like just like discovering labels like Orchid Tapes or Bird Tapes at the time right. or, or Crash Symbols and I was like oh it's so it's so cool I want to do it <laughs> and then like I was I was really interested like I wanted to try it at least like, can I make it or, you know, or, or can I, can I at least use some releases will be successful? Who knows? You know, like I had just the idea and then I kind of started and I always kind of thought like what, how much work I can put in that will kind of bring some effect mm-hmm. to whole kind of production to whole kind of promo and everything. And I, I was always interested in marketing and kind of like the more businessy side of running label. Okay, that's great. And and basically, I had some idea what I have to do, like what is required for me. But 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 I don't know. Like I I just kept going, and I was putting a lot of my own money into it. I was kind of, you know, like I I was basically losing money for many months and years really? <laughs> doing that label or you know like that i'm but slowly and slowly it was building up and i was just like you know i was just being honest or trying to be uh open and trying to give out back the love the love that comes to me or that for example is uh you know like kind of find a way that even the whole kind of ZX label can be can be something that people can enjoy or can can kind of look forward to or I don't know like and basically the fact that I was really active on social media okay you think that helped a lot oh yeah I think I was like I was trying also like I I had a lot of kind of luck in some way that I was working with artists that they were becoming big for example the one the in love with the ghost right like he blew up while we were doing the release and i it it helped for example that helped a a lot my label like okay basically it maybe tripled the fan base and was that at the beginning or was that in it was like uh 2018 i think Okay. So two years ago or eight, oh, 17, I mean, I think 17, 17, not 18, 17. Okay. So yeah, it was like three years ago. So it was a huge boost. Also the fact that, for example, somehow Bandcamp was interested into my releases after some time. I see. They were, they were, you know, sharing it or giving some, some love on their Twitter or whatever. Or it was new and notable. Yeah, several times some some releases. So it kind of basically build up all this kind of audience that that was still growing. And and I kind of like I used all means I had or I could think of to just kind of promote the label. So was there um, like a high point for you for the label? Um, 
like, was there a year or a time or a, a bunch of releases that were really high and then things leveled out or has it been always been growing? Oh, uh, I think that, that like the in with, in love with the ghost was like probably the highest point of oh, my I label. See. And because we did like 700 tapes for his wow. release wow. and we could like, and basically he stopped it after that because he decided that he wants to do it on his own. Because I can co- totally agree with that because yeah, you know, sure. there is no 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 point of working with label if you are growing so so big. Yeah. So so then then after we stopped working together, it kind of hurt us a little bit. I see. But still, it was it was it was good. Yeah. Like I really uh, kind of used all the potential we had and kind of kind of channel it to other artists and kind of use it to pro- promote, you know, other stuff or, you know, just like work with that. And it, it was a good time, but, but we grew more like every year or we, I, at least I, I mean, I'm trying, you know, like I sure. have kind of reached my limits of my time or my, my capacities. But fortunately, still the label is growing, and still we are getting new fans, and we are working with new artists, and so still I feel there is there is a small trend that is growing up, but overall, like it's it's stable. I remember when or, I first saw you, like everywhere was like around the time of like Laptop Funeral and Bedbug yeah. and. Um, the yeah, sun, that, that sunburn record is one of my favorites. Yeah, that that was like kind of another point where it was kind of peaking, but then I have to kind of the problem was like I didn't have enough time to kind of work with all the bus we were getting. Oh, okay. you know, and but basically this is this is something that is even frustrating that. It only works when you are putting like all your all your, all your time into it, <laughs> and and that's that's like hardest part because yeah. you know I had to work daily job. I see to have to have a steady income, and then you know like label was bringing me something small, you know like a little profit that it will wouldn't cover my food or whatever, you know right. like which is. Which is kind of like at the end, uh, it's, it, it was not the, the point of label to make it my job, or I I hope it will, but uh, it would. I am not hoping anymore. But at at this moment, I feel like oh, uh, so you know, if, like if you were yeah, go ahead, yeah. You finish, go ahead. Uh, it's like like I, I basically reached my personal limits, and then then. Right. I couldn't like kind of make more of it. What's so. okay? What's confusing to me and to our listeners, I imagine, who know you and, and respect your label, you were selling out of a lot of records. You would release yeah. stuff and you'd sell out. You'd sell seven hundred copies of yeah. "In Love with the Ghost." What? But yet you're still not making it work. And then you're doing ten times better than most labels. Everyone yeah. would aspire to be like you, but you're not making it work. What does it take to make it work? I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, bro, you know, my model is not really wise in some way okay. because you know, for example, I don't take any share from streaming. 
Okay. I don't do that. So okay. basically, I don't. I don't own rights. You know, band can do whatever they want after we are finished with the release. Okay. You know, like it's one-time deal. So it's like I don't do booking. I don't, you know, do right. all that kind of bigger label stuff, which is that is making money. You're just but all right. I, yeah, but I think like most of the labels, they are even bigger than me. They are not making a lot of money. Yeah. It's just like this whole business is. There is no money, you know. Like it's if you want to make like a stand, uh, like kind of something that is more stable or something that you can dep- depend on. Yeah, I think you should choose something else than being <laughs> a, a small record label. Like, oh, wow. uh, it's uh, it's frustrating in uh, in some way for even for me because like I really. At some point, I really wanted to make it happen. Yeah. But I kind of realized that there is no way, you know, like, uh, the, like the numbers are not, you know, right. will not will not be okay. Like even what I, I don't know, like I would need to really kind of res, uh, reshape all the model of like kind of working with we artists, but but then like I would need to offer much more for them or you know like kind of create something that is more, uh, you know, win-win situation for bo- both sides. I see. If you want to, if you have, if you want to take more money from them, you have to offer them more services. Yes, basically. I and then yeah. I, I, I realized that, that I don't want to take more if I'm not offering something. That's good. And good I was, for you. Uh, and, yeah. And I, I, I was sure that I don't have time. Maybe, maybe if I was trying harder and maybe if I was, no searching maybe i would i would find a model but also you know i'm a married man and yeah. <laughs> i want to have my free time i want to sure, you know like sure i don't want to worry about every month yeah so that's that's the reason why i have stable job and this is like a free time activity in the time that which, you from the time that you started yeah. the label to to now streaming has become so popular do you think if yeah. you had taken over their Spotify versions of these albums that you would have done better? Oh, I would, but I, I, I would still feel bad about it. Wow. Like Good I really you. feel bad. I really feel bad about like taking money from streaming, even though I know that many labels do or bigger labels do, or that how, how, how the business deal works, but still like, but I, I always want. I always wanted to do just tapes. That was for me, like, oh, you know, like I, I wanted to do tapes and not to lose money. That was something, or you know, be just broke, broke even. That was like optimal for me. But the thing is, is that people have will have found out about an album through you and through your popularity, but won't buy a tape because they can't afford it or it's sold out. And then they go to iTunes. This is what I did with Laptop Funeral. By the time I discovered that that first record, it was already sold out. And so I listened to it on Apple Music. So I discovered it through you, but I'm, but you're not getting paid for that. So, you know, I think there is, I think you're, it's lovely what you're doing. It's beautiful and, and, and so generous to the artist, but you are entitled to, I, I think, because I know people discover through you. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's something that you know. Like I don't want to be part of something that I'm. You know, 
if I was really making decision to make my label my living, then okay, right. I would really consider this option. But but I'm not going to do it. And then you know, like at least I want to keep it as free as or as kind of casual as possible, and just just enjoy doing it. And I enjoy it this way. That's because good. I don't feel like I have so many responsibilities. Kind of like you know, like I should provide it something that is that will help really the bands, like you know, like prom- promo stuff or bigger PR or I don't know, like something that. You kind of expect from when okay if you take some share from streaming so okay what, what I'm getting back or what what is the thing that you are offering and if I'm not doing that I'm, I feel like okay I don't mind like I don't mind if bands will do better because of me. This is great. I, this is great advice. I, oh, I, you know, like even though like I know that my bands help my label a lot. It's like. And kind of like without them, I would wouldn't be sure. where I am, and maybe even like with all this process, like I could I could give them even more what I did before. But even even after all these years, I kind of figure out like where I was kind of not being really good with you know like dealing with money or transparent or or you know like the deal was kind of unclear maybe for some bands, and I kind of figure out like sometimes. I was not really being totally open or, you know, like right. all the stuff that mistakes I made, like learned me that I learned through them that basically I can, I can be transparent. I can do kind of my, my kind of vision and it can work for both sides, but still it is no kind of, there are no, like, like kind of legal consequences or, sure. or something that is um well, you know like if, yeah. if they decide like after our release like the, okay the run is sold out they want to they want to go for a bigger level of i don't label or do it on different level i'm completely fine with that like i don't i don't never told anyone like you shouldn't leave or yeah right 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 or 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 we had some deal and you yeah. should give me something from it or you know it, it, it is for example with johnny utah he is huge now and it helped my label like nothing oh like totally nothing right so it is uh that 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 but that's okay with me you know right. like i'm completely fine with that and even <laughs> i just tweeted it this morning that if 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 whole kind of purpose of the tapes is just like to help small artists to get a name or to be or on on bigger label or just to get more recognition, I'm completely fine with that. That's great. That was that, that was the purpose from the start, right. and I want right. to keep it that way. Well, and and I I do think that's good, and I think it's good advice for people because you know a lot of times. Um, we might offer so many services that we're not gifted at or we're not experts in. Um, and uh, it could leave the artist disappointment and it could it could create these expectations that we're not able to meet. Um, so yeah. I think that's awesome because if you had got into streaming, you would have to really start to get to know 
the playlists and people would, your artists would expect you to be pitching their songs to playlists. And, and so to say right from the beginning, we're not going to do that. I, I think that that's a wise move. I like that. Uh, I, I, I think that I was not clear about this stuff before, for example, mm-hmm. when I was doing first releases that I was not really clear what I will offer, like what is the package, but now what I, I'm, I'm, I'm offering is always like kind of I can help you. I can try to do my promo. I can try to do like in my kind of own free time, whatever whatever I can do. I can try to some put put you with some blogs in contact or whatever. Yeah. But I'm not offering you know full package. I'm not offering big label stuff. But I can I have some contacts with good booking guys. Or I can try to get it to some, I don't know, like burp or I don't know, like bigger blocks or I don't know. It's like, I, I, I always try to tell bands that I can only offer what I'm capable of. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as clear as possible about this even past maybe months or past year, because if I'm not clear, then there's a lot of misunderstanding. And also there are some hard feelings that, you know, like I didn't provide what they hoped for, which, which is, yeah, it's kind of my fault that I didn't, I was not clear before, but now, now it's, I don't know, like, I don't see any other model that would be at least a little bit fair to artists. I because it, yeah. No, I think that's great. I think that's really good. Let me ask you about the term bedroom pop because I actually, yeah. um, I don't think I ever, I don't think I was familiar with that term until I came across your label. I, I, I can't remember where I first heard it. But the funny thing is, is like you go to Spotify now and Spotify has a playlist bet called bedroom pop that has half a million followers. So yeah. can, you, can you take me back to like the origins of that genre? And like, is that a genre that you wanted to focus on uh, you know like it's kind of funny because it's not genre at all yeah right because <laughs> you know like you can label anything bedroom pop sure and it's and it, it, it for me it was just like i kind of like i kind of like the name it's like bedroom pop it's kind of funny yeah it's in some funny, way right, and yeah. and also but it was kind of basically addressing all the type of music I was, I was releasing or it's, it's like some of the songs are really pop songs, but they are produced in bedroom. They are not like, you know, they, there is no, they're not like a lot of layers of, you know, instruments sure. and kind of all the polishness and, but, but still it's beautiful or pretty lyri- lyrical or whatever. And, I just like how it sounds, bedroom pop, and then then kind of it, it grow with me. You know, like I was still labeling myself or Z tapes as like bedroom pop label, and it was working for some time. But then it would it was picked up by Spotify as you know like next big big thing yeah. because it's now cool to label yourself as bedroom pop artist, right, right. even though you know you are making your songs in. Real studio, real with studio, yeah, winning, sound, yeah. yeah, sound guys and everything, winning else. Grammys, 
yeah, yeah, that's and that's like okay, this is not what I meant by saying that, but it, it's just made up genre. It does, I, do you I think know, people like, came to you for the the genre? Like, why do you think you have repeat customers? Is it was it the the artwork? Was it cassettes themselves, or was it the the genre? Um, I I I was never sure. But I, I a few times asked uh, my fans, yeah. like, what is the reason? And I think it's combination of all. Sometimes it's artwork, but I, I find it's like they kind of expect that I will have a good artwork yeah. or something that is yeah. okay. The music has to be something they connect with. That's that's a thing. And uh, genre, I think like I kind of kind of created an audience for similar type of music or like there is a lot of things that are in common with um in in the releases or the uh, my artists have something in common but um uh, like one time like i was like i had all <laughs> my releases in the bandcamp bedroom pop search on the, like top selling oh right so it was uh, kind of funny because then I was like kind of bedroom pop king, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> in some way. That's right, yeah. Which, yeah, which was just, you know, like I was kind of making fun of everything that was happening. Yeah. And, but it was like, that helped me a lot. And oh, I, for sure. I think that and people kind of search it my label because of that. Maybe, I don't know, like, like some of the things that happen to my label are so mysterious for me. And still like, for example, the fact that I have fans or my artists have fans in Japan and I sell a lot of cassettes there. It's, it's mind blowing for me. Right. I don't know why, I don't know what is, what is so attractive about the, like my particular label that is helping me to get there. I don't know. Like, do you think uh, one of the things that I like about your label and uh, and I think would help is is how um, prolific you are? Like how many releases you would do? All always new releases, and uh, I think yeah. fans would love that. And I think that I'm sure you probably have fans that try to collect all of them. How are you? Have you slowed down now? Or, or how many a year do you try to do? Um, uh, my my goal for this year was. To really, really slow down. Okay. What what happened? <laughs> I released more than I wanted. So, wow. I, I I don't I don't know how to slow down. Yeah. Like that's that's the problem, and right. that's like that's what's killing me, kind of, or killing my label. That I don't know how to do it in in, in small. I see. So it's it's kind of like or like when I release more, it helps all the releases. It helps to stay, you know, like still relevant. So I don't know, like I, I wanted to do fewer. I, I'm, I'm trying to do fewer releases, but still like I have so many submissions. I have my artists already like writing me. They are working on new albums. And, right. and you know, like I have so many stuff that that I would love to release. Uh, and I, I'm, I would love to do cases for them, but I cannot. So now I'm what I'm trying like kind of minimize it as much as possible. 
but it's so hard. It's so hard for me because I don't know, like I would love to keep releasing as much as possible, but I, I don't think there is enough fans for all that amount of cassettes. Also, right. also I don't have more time. Yeah, right. So you get a yes. lot of demo submissions? Oh yeah. On your band but, camp, it says submissions yeah. are closed. But yeah, because, here's the email. Because, <laughs> so oh, people yeah, probably because, still send you. Oh yeah. I, I wrote it down because some 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 artist was complaining that I was writing email for I don't know like hour and then then your some your submissions are closed. I'm like <laughs> what I can say, like So what do you oh, look for in an artist? If you get a submission, what makes you want to sign them? Um I just have to love it. Yeah. Actually, someone just asked this uh, question somewhere, like what 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 band should have to be on label? I'm like, I just have to like it at this point. Right. It's yeah. I don't care. I don't care if they have like thousand or two thousand or yeah. just like fifty fans. Sure. Well, if you're going to give like, up time to spend with your family. You have to do it for something that you love and you're passionate. Yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. And so far, uh, I was maybe less picky than I am now in past. But I'm, I'm like right now. I'm, I'm trying to work more with fewer artists and work with closer kind of or shorter roster. So it's it makes more sense so I can even spend more time with each release and et cetera. So as far as goal for me is like to kind of make my roster smaller. Okay. And maybe just like from time to time give give kind of space for new artists, which is directly like kind of um, or what is like something that I'm really into Sorry. right now. So uh, when you're releasing a new record, the, yes. the success of the record, does that come from your built-in fan base, the people who are there subscribing, waiting for new records? Um, or, or does it come from, like, what type of PR do you do? Uh, usually for me, it's like, at this point, it's, it's my fan base. Great. And I do, I do, yeah, I do, like, ads, and mostly, like, for example, like, Standard PR like blocks. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't help me like as label at right. all. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. I get like few listens. Maybe it helps the band a lot, or it helps them to get the name known, or you know. But in terms of like plays or sales, or in general, like kind of feeling, uh, nothing. Like huh. and and it costs a lot of time. But there are, there are better ways of doing stuff like for example now most of my artists are using Summy Hub which is right. uh, not idle solution sure but still better it's working and for it, them it, yeah. yeah I think for for many of them it's working but it, it always depends like what are you expecting like I don't know like it it's hard like doing PR at this moment in music it's yeah. impossible it's a nightmare. job yeah 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 it's like you are spending so much time and money and the results are kind of like 
mediocre yeah, in even, general. Even a good, I've talked to people who have had coverage on good websites, like great blogs, and even that yeah. didn't move the needle. Even that didn't give them any extra sales or streams. Yeah. 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 That, that That's the sad, sad part about the, all this. That, And that that's, that's the reason why I'm not, you know, like telling bands that I will do PR for you, like big PR. Right. Because I know that I will not be effective with sure. it. Because, because it doesn't help a lot. And, you know, like doing sub-behub, bands can do it themselves. I even, I have some free, free credits I yeah. can always offer for bands. Okay, that's nice. Because, because I do my blog on sub-behub. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Yes, because I use the platform also. So yeah. I'm kind of losing, losing that kind of credits that I earn for my band. So kind of transferring, you know, like, yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah. The, the yeah. submit hub is great. Um, it, and it's a nice platform. Um, it is a crapshoot. Like, you know, you get, you get 20 no's for every half of a yes and, yeah. um, or more or worse. And yeah. I, I have been only using it for Spotify playlists because, as yeah. bad as it is, playlists are good because if you get on a playlist that have even 5,000 or 10,000 listeners, like at least that you're going to get some tangible plays through that playlist yeah. and some maybe some new followers. But um, yeah. yeah, like when it comes to the traditional article being written about your release, that is just so few and far between. Yeah, it, that, that's something that I started like with something have like, for example, half a year ago. And I was hoping that it will help, like, kind of build up stronger audience for the blog, and kind of, yeah, you know, the the fact that I have some motivation to write regularly and you know, like, or share songs on regular basis. But at the end, it didn't help, and I'm 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 really sorry, but I feel like the old type of blogs are just like kind of finished until right. something happens. I don't know what will happen. I know, what but you mean. I hope that maybe maybe something will change the whole kind of environment because now at this moment like people don't care about right reading right. blocks and it's and just, yeah and they're closing and they're shutting themselves down yeah mm-hmm. and and also what i found out that uh basically there is no viable mo- uh, model no, that's right it. yeah at least for us at least for labels we can sell a tape or we can sell yeah, it, an mp3 yeah. but for them they have nothing to sell so i, I feel really yeah. bad for them i mean they help us out but i mean at least if they help us out they could get us one or two dollars but <laughs> there's nothing we can give them other than 50 cents through submit hub yeah exactly and and even though like when i was calculating like submit hub like basing that uh, like kind of numbers yeah that i would not be able to do it like would not pay me any bills you know, no, of course. all the time. Yeah. Which is, which is which is kind of sad that there is no other special I don't know platform or something that that would work. Like or yeah. give some model for blocks. Like for example, Patreon is one thing, but even even sites like Alternative, which is much bigger, yeah. is not having a lot of money there. Sure. So uh, I don't know. Like I really don't know. Like yeah, that's oh, no, it's tough. What will what will happen to blogs in general? Like, because it's just like for you know, I, it's the f- most frustrating stuff is that 
no one cares anymore about blogs. Right. Or it's like the, 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 the awareness of blogs went so down mm-hmm. past maybe two years. Yeah. That you know, even though you want you want to do it for free, you want to do it in your free times, not many people will read it. Well, I guess it probably would have to do with something to do with the fact that we don't need to read a review of a record to find out if we're going to like it or not. We can just yeah. push play Listen, yeah. for free. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that, that's what I will always wanted on my blog. Like, I don't want to write words. I'm not good with them. Just listen <laughs> just push what play. I share. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, even why it's called Star Trek. <laughs> right. <laughs> Start the track. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about tapes? How did you get into tapes? Um, it, it was basically because I found out the labels like Architects. Yeah, it's okay. I and see. Tapes. Yeah. So, and I grew up with tapes. I, I had some tapes. I was listening to them and I kind of had some memories, but it was not something that I, I was like kind of keeping up during my kind of teenage age. But then, then afterwards, uh, when I found out all these cool labels, and especially architects, I was like, I love their releases, I love their design, I love like their packages. Like I was like, I want to do something like that. And and then like I I, I fell in love with the whole kind of uh, all the the stuff that comes with tapes, like the noise or. Yeah, the, the the shape or the artwork, the the colors of cassettes, the the and even though they're small, so you can you can even ship it pretty easily, etc. You can store it. Yeah, you know? yeah, I like it's that too. Yeah. So for me, you know, like I I had my my whole label in basically closet. <laughs> in my uh, in my in my flat yeah right they don't take up much space yeah but we moved to a smaller flat in, in in closer to city center and then basically <laughs> i had to kind of find a new place but i found a temporary permanent solution for now <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people say that yeah. i mean i i i love tapes and and when i when I have a moment, I, I have a, a couple great tape decks and I like listening to them that way. A lot of people say that they buy tapes just to collect and then they listen to the download. Uh, what do you what do you know about your fans? Like how many people listen to the tapes versus just the putting it on their iPod? Um, do, do you know much well, about that? No, I don't have... I have this kind of idea. Mm-hmm. I know that I have many fans who really listen to tapes. But also, I have many, well, kind of fans that are just like buying for collection. Yeah. Even even I am buying a lot of releases just to support other labels. Sure. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And and uh, but I love to listen to it. But problem is for me that I'm so overwhelmed with music in general that it's hard for me to find a time when I want to really kind of just sit and listen to, for example, cassette. Yeah, it's like I listen while in my daily job. I listen while working on something else. I listen to music, for example, or I listen to the submissions, or I listen to our artists, or you know, like. And then when I have time to listen to cassettes, I'm not. I don't have mood 
sorry anymore. You know, right. I could be wearing Walkman with or on the go, or you know, like have cassettes with me, but it's it's a little bit more complicated. Sure. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know, like it's. I think mo- most of the people are just collectors. Are you okay with that? Completely. Yeah. It's. I don't mind. Like, if you buy it, or just, or if you just listen to music, or if you if you care about just the artwork, I don't. I don't mind. Yeah. I. I'm just glad that someone is caring about that specific release. That's all I care about. Right. Right. You started to do vinyl. I mean, that seems like a big leap. It seems risky. Uh, uh it was. It was kind of decision because many people were asking me like, "When you will do vinyl?" Okay, and I was like, "I don't want to do vinyl." And then, and it was going on for maybe year, year and a half, and then I was like, "Okay, I will do a vinyl," <laughs> <laughs> and it worked great. And but still, I don't want to do vinyl. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it takes more time it takes more money it takes more energy yeah uh, and more the results are to ship yeah, yeah there yeah exactly easily more easily to be broken also yes and a lot of other things and i still prefer cassettes i like i like them more it's just like I started with them and I want to continue with them. And what, what kind of my thing is like, I will always do a cassette. Right. Vinyl is a plus. Like the, my, my official <laughs> kind of uh, medium is always cassette. Sure. And I want to keep it that way. And to, oh, uh, sometimes I can do one, you know, so, right. but and, uh, uh, it's the vinyl. It's it's fine, but still, it takes a lot of space, a lot of money. I invested a lot of money into all this, all these releases we did, and still, I didn't get them back. So I see. That's that's the hardest part. That you are. It's not. It's not an easy thing to do. So how many how many vinyl records? How many how many have you done? How many releases have you done? Oh. Five of them. Okay. One is still in production because we had some delays and sure. it's the the foliage stake and that's okay. a little complicated really. But but yeah, like altogether it's five. And we and are so planning that, six. Okay. And was that so would you consider that to be an experiment? Yeah, kind of like like we are selling out the first no first second one, the 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 Beacon Darlings. Okay. We did like 300 and we are all like down to 40 or something. That's great. Which is great. Like I'm, I'm so, it's like for me, it's something that I'm really excited about. But still like, oh, uh, I, I, I love that. I love it. I, but I'm still like, I would, I would rather not do it. It's too risky, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's not that. It's just like, it's, it's so hard to ship. It's so hard to, yes. you know, like, and I, I kind of like uh, I, I it's always pain to pack the record, right? And yeah. I don't have any distribution, okay, physical for yeah. for vinyl, 
and basically no one wants to take them which oh. is kind of sad yeah but i i wrote, wrote to many record stores i wrote to many different places but no one wants to stock them wow which is kind of a bummer no one because, wants to stock the vinyl yeah but they will take your tapes I have I have basically two sh- shops in uh, Japan who are regularly buying from me. Yeah, and then I have one uh, distribution in Philippines, and that's all. Like, I mean, for, I would buy physical. I'd buy a lot more cassettes from my local rep- record shop if they were there, uh, but it must yeah. be impossible for labels to have tape shop tapes and shops all over the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting a tape shop or kind of tape shop. It's not tape shop. It will be just small shelves in my brother's secondhand bookstore. Okay. So he offered me some space here in Bratislava. So I will have a kind of cassette shop, small one. That's I nice. will see maybe, maybe it will grow bigger over time. And I want to have their my stuff and also stuff from other labels. And I will see maybe, maybe it will work, maybe not. But generally I think like, um, the only thing that is helping tapes is just the online sales. Yeah, and if not not in Japan, Japan is like the two stores in Japan are so amazing for me. Like, oh, really? I, I yeah, I'm mean, like I don't know like how they can sell so many tapes. That's amazing. That's great. I'm surprised I, 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 there isn't like, more in general. Like. Even from other labels, and you know, like it's just like they stock so many tapes, and still they are doing so well. And I'm like, this is so so amazing. Like, what is what is United Cassettes? Is that that's something you started? Oh yeah, it's it was a, an idea. Okay, <laughs> I was, you know, like I was kind of feeling that there is n- nothing that kind of unites labels together. Sure, and that was kind of the idea that. The labels will help each other, and they will build up a side that will write about like kind of label about the releases, about cassettes, and then I created the map, uh, which uh, but which is not working now because like there's some problem with the code, and I don't have anyone to oh. fix it, and yeah, so uh, you know I kind of created an idea of something that is uniting yeah. cassette labels, yeah, and it kind of like started. And it got some attention and started to kind of build up slowly. But then I realized that I personally don't have time for it. Right. And other people who kind of were investing some time into it got like kind of bored after some time or kind of like it was, it was nothing that was bringing a lot of, you know, attention or a lot of. That's too bad. I do think it's a great idea. Uh, it, It was like, I know, but. It's hard to keep it up, and yeah. I didn't have time for it, even though I started it. Right. And then, then we kind of transferred it to more like, like kind of distribution stuff. Okay. I opened like kind of I, that was my idea, like open kind of online store in in USA, one in Europe, and one in somewhere in Asia. Okay. And we kind of did it. We opened the stores, but it didn't work. Um, Only thing that that was working was Philippines. Oh, okay. And and basically, that is what is United Cases now. Uh, we kind of canceled all other stores, transferred everything, or kind of make it 
their uh, kind of their store or their distribution is the United Cassettes now. What, so is, what, is the, the, what is the thing with cassettes in the Philippines? Because they were pr- like making cassettes. Major labels were still making cassettes in the early 2000s there. It's, uh, I think it's just like people were loving the medium and it was cheap for many right, years. Right. And, and basically there, there, there was no like even in Asia or especially in Japan, like most of the people didn't stop loving cassettes that's awesome so which which is great because that help uh, you know even now like even in philippines the, the the whole kind of scene around cassettes is so big there that's great. still it's not 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 really powerful in terms of global but in terms of like philippines i think it's just awesome and there is the 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 guy corwin who is helping with United Cases or is running the United Cases at this moment, like all the social media. He also runs the distribution there. Mm. He's he's just like so passionate and so amazing person that you know, like without him, like it, the whole kind of idea would just like quite a fade away. Right. And long term goal was like to create a physical store. Okay. From United Cases, but I think. Um, it's really hard. Yeah, and not I, many. I, I'm sure. Yeah, so, so kind of like this is what happened to United Cassettes, and I'm sad that it didn't work out as I planned to. But uh, at least it helped, for example, the Curving to start his Philippines branch. Yeah, and I think it, it is doing pretty well for him. And also, he created a lot of community around it, which is which is awesome. So, hopefully, there's still a future for it. I think it is a great idea. It, have you seen cassettes? Has cassettes grown? I I, I thought that they were going to get really really big. I remember I saw this huge. I've said talked about this before, but I saw this huge display at um, Urban Outfitters, which is this you know big yeah. big chain in America, and I saw it in, when I was in the U.S. and um, they had all these cassettes on this big display and they were selling Walkmans and everything. And I thought, oh man, now we've hit the peak and like, it's going to be everywhere, but then they're gone. I, I, I just like, do you think they've, they're not going to hit the mainstream? Do you think they ever will hit the mainstream? If there is no accessible Walkman, nope. Ah, okay. Do you think so that's this it? is the thing. Yeah, that's it. If if there will be accessible Walkman again, it can be mainstream. If yes. not, then there is no way. Right, right, like, right, right. So something portable, is, something good quality. Yeah, ah. exactly. There are, there are some tries at this moment. I personally purchased two of them. Yeah. I know about third one being really bad. So yeah, yeah I saw oh. one. I saw one that was trending, but it's mono and it's crap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the crap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad I didn't buy it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Because mono. I'm to, yeah, that's too bad. That's yeah. a really good point. That's a really really good point. And I would I don't know anything about it, but I would totally agree with you that without a way to to bring them with you like to create like a a reverse ipod (laughs) i i i would yeah i would listen to it more for sure yeah because then you could hook it up to your car and yeah exactly it's like you have to have a means to listen to it and 
you know, the collectors are not enough for the whole kind of, you know, to make it mainstream. So you don't think there's a, there must not be a big enough demand to have a tech company to create one of these things with like a rechargeable battery and stereo, good sound. That's too bad. I, I, I think there, there, there is the demand, but I think just the companies are too blind to see. Yeah. Right, you know, like right, they're right. in their kind of models of selling so much of cheap electronics, you know, like Sony or Philips or whatever. Yeah. Which yeah. is, kind of sad but that's that's the thing but there are some companies who are still producing good quality like Tascam or t they're still making new decks which are awesome but also cost like 600 oh right right. sure yeah yeah which is yeah you know you don't want to spend that much so the debt you can get little walkmans on like amazon are they are they not good oh you can get them but Still, like the, the demand is much higher, and also like the quality of used Walkman is not as 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 good as it could be. Yeah. Also, the prices were went up. You know, like even old Walkman in working condition can cost like fifty or seventy euros. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for is, sure. Which is something pretty a lot for something that is used and not really in the best shape. Right. Yeah. But, but if there was something like in similar price range, maybe under $100 that is portable, that is with good good quality, it, should, it couldn't be perfect because, yeah, you cannot have it. it it's in, you cannot fit it in small, small, small Walkman. But yeah. still, that, that, would, that would change the game a lot. And, and basically, that's that's. For example, even in my country, that's something that most of the people are kind of. This is the first response when they see my tape. Sure, I don't have something to play on. Yes, right. Okay, I I hear and, that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So then, okay, there is, you know, then there's just people like us who are who, who don't care about that fact, <laughs> and you know, like. They invest in some some good quality players or bags or whatever, and just just like do it, yeah. no matter what. So, yeah. um, I want to ask you one other thing before I let you go. Uh, your Bandcamp, and I know you've you've been very vocal about how much you love Bandcamp, and they've been helpful to you. You have a artist. Uh, sorry, you have a label account with Bandcamp, um, yeah. which has more features. We were just talking yeah. about this on our Facebook group for this podcast. And and um, what do you think of that? I know it costs extra, but there are lots of benefits to that. I hear. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't. It doesn't cost me anything. Oh, <laughs> I don't okay. Know why. Well, they love you, and I guess I thought it cost extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know like how it works actually because they just give it to me. Well, I don't there know you why. Go. That's great. Maybe, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really thankful for Bandcamp in general because they're giving me so much love without, I don't know like why. Yeah, just right. Me, but I'm really thankful for it. But overall, the label account, it has so many things that, that bothers me a lot. Oh. For example, that, that there, there is no... Uh, an easy way to kind of uh, fit my working model into it. Okay. It's more oriented, like I'm a label, I have my few artists and I do everything with them, you know, like together. Everything is linked 
to my label, you know, like, or everything is going through my label, like all sales and other stuff, which is, which is fine in some way that it, it, like the whole kind of thing looks nice and it looks more professional. It was good. But on the other hand, um, it's, it, it, it was better when I didn't have it. <laughs> because I I could offer full digital discography. I see you can't do that now. We, yeah, and that full digital discography, even though it was like for one euro or something, yeah, that was helping a lot. Sure. Like because basically it was distributing all the releases between all the fans. Yeah, you know all the Benken collections and sure, just the digital downloads. Yeah, which which was awesome way of spreading the the music right because when we talked with Bandcamp it would then show up in their catalogs so then yeah and so you would have the other thing it would do is when you clicked on the album it would show yeah. all of their profile pictures like yeah. they bought that record and so yeah right so it would look like they have like 500 people who bought the record yeah that's that's the thing like this is like kind of something that is also frustrating because it looks like you you sold like 500 digital copies of specific album even though you oh, maybe so there's a disadvantage sold, yeah you sold only like 500 uh full digital discographies with 100 releases right you know like right so so it's completely different right but it helped it helped like kind of spread the spread the whole kind of um uh, all the other releases or all the other artists through all the the banking collections interesting so that, that that was helping me a lot especially because like many people for example i had it while i had the in love with the girls yeah and many people who were buying his music they were not buying specific album but buying full digital discography of my that's whole amazing label which was like we made very a lot of new fans because of it yeah absolutely and that would th those fans would hang on for life and buy tapes yeah. of other artists i think that's a genius idea it, it, it worked but at the end like i figured out like whole kind of like having so many so many releases as standard account it's not doable anymore okay so you had to switch to a label yeah because it is more like kind of whole organization is much better but then we lost the full digital discography which is kind of also okay because the full digital discography is not a fair thing to have on label okay because even though if you wanted to pay out uh, artists, you don't have any kind of right model because some are really benefiting from it. Right. Yes. And some are, you know, like yes. someone who puts work and, you know, like get the sale. That's so true. It, yeah. Yeah. I it totally is helping like you. everything else, even, even releases, they are not like doing anything with the artists or, you know, they give up on the reviews and it's, I, yeah. It's hard to kind of divide like yeah. who gets what, you know. That's right. Like it, it can be like this thing which okay, everyone gets like five cents, cents or I don't know, like but it doesn't make you send five cents to anyone, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That's really that's really complicated. 
Yeah, so basically, even that, I was like, this is this is not good. Even though it's helping a lot, the 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 label it is helping a lot the artists to get more recognition, and uh, but it it didn't it was not good. Like yeah. at the end, like whole yeah. kind of model that was not doable with so many releases, you know, like right. one hundred or yeah. whatever we had at the time. So. At the end, like the label account is, I think, a little bit better, but still, I'm missing some benefits. I uh, this has been great to talk to you, and and I think that our fans who who love you and 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 uh, respect your label uh, probably really really appreciate all your insights and and hearing some of the behind the scenes of of your label. So thanks so much for doing this. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it was it was nice to talk to you. You know what I. I, I've always in my head, I've looked at your label, I've always called it Z-Tapes, but that's dumb because I'm Canadian and I say Z, only Americans say Z, and I, and I imagine yeah. you say Z, right? Is that right? Yes. So it's Z-Tapes. Yes, so always. It finally, always we Z-tapes. can tell the world in audio form, it's Z-Tapes, don't call it Z-Tapes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah it's, that's kind of one thing that I learned that many Americans call it Z-Tapes, even though... It's Z-Tapes, or it's meant to be Z-Tapes. Yeah, well, there you go. Now we're telling the world. They won't, <laughs> <No>. they... <laughs> all right, thank you yeah. so much. This has been fun. Thank. Oh, yeah, it was. Thank you so much for asking all these questions. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, it was such a special one to do, and, and uh, it's good to finally learn how to pronounce the name of that label. Check out ztapes.bandcamp.com. They have an incredibly huge catalog uh, and now is a great time to support them and to grab a tape or a hat or a shirt or something. So make sure you check them out. I know it'll be a a deep dive for you if you haven't already checked them out. Our website, otherrecordlabels.com, have some resources, including our free guide, as well as a new checklist for folks who are um, at the very beginning of of starting a record label or thinking about starting a record label. Um, I've put a little checklist together, and you can grab that in our resource section at otherrecordlabels.com. Thanks so much for listening.